0: So we have, this is, uh, you know, more days past the election. We are now, what, uh, nine days from the election. And more and more information is coming out about the rampant voter fraud that's going on. Pennsylvania, Michigan, probably Georgia, probably Arizona. Um, We know that they waited on Alaska as much as possible, even though it was a blowout there for Trump. And of course, the senator won there. We are now at 50 senators, and I think we should get the other two as well. Uh, So that would be a 52-48 majority in the Senate, ultimately. But I want to speak about Biden, of course, the main issue. And, of course, he's pretending as though he's already the president-elect, even though nobody has confirmed or certified any of the states, uh, in any of the states, battleground or otherwise, that uh, he has won in that particular state. So... Uh, for him to go af- off half-cocked on the president-elect as an office, I mean, there's no such thing, first of all. It's what you call it. Um, Obama did this, by the way, in, in 2008. Yeah, uh,
1: he's, he created... A, they went to <clears throat> the office, office of the president-elect. made a plaque and put it on a podium and yes. then he started
0: issuing proclamations. Yeah, so it, there, we don't have two presidents, so we have one, one president at a time. It's pretty basic. But that's putting that aside. <clears throat> putting aside also the fact that... Um, that we have um, the issue of, uh, what I was going to say, the issue of, oh my gosh, I, I can't even tell you, somebody stopped by and so it kind of threw me off a little bit. But, okay, putting aside the fact that Biden himself said that I will not move forward with <laughs> Uh, proclaiming myself as the president elect and until, for, it's until it's certified by, official, by, yeah. by independent certification, right? By meaning,
1: and this was in the first debate, the Chrissy Wallace debate, and it was it, it, the context of the question strongly implied that Wallace was referring to uh, places of certification other than media,
0: right? Right, not right. just the media said you are, exactly. All right, so. So, I mean, it's okay, And then, of course, he's not wearing his mask very often now. And it's, you know, and and now pro-Biden rallies everywhere and pro-Biden celebrations everywhere. You know, people can can gather and there's no such thing as a super spreader event when it comes to Biden. But there's certainly one when it comes to Trump. Putting all those things aside. okay, that's just the aftermath of the election. You know, I, I take it now as a given that not that Biden is going to be president. On the contrary. He's not going to be president. I don't believe that he's going, to, he's going to prevail in this. There's just, there's too much fraud. I take it as a given that there has been rampant, um, obvious fraud, especially in Pennsylvania and Michigan, uh, most likely in, in Arizona, most likely in Georgia.
1: Definitely in Wisconsin.
0: And definitely in Wisconsin, yes, that's yeah. true.
1: And but- very highly likely, this is what we've not talked about, Minnesota. Same situation is happening in Minnesota, but no one's... Getting into
0: that one, but it happened there too. But we obviously we only need Pennsylvania, Michigan. Uh, It would be helpful to have Arizona, of course, Um, and 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 Wisconsin. I mean, it would be helpful, but but nevertheless, all we need is Georgia, North Carolina, which we did win, um, and Pennsylvania, and then either Arizona or Michigan, right? So we're going to win those things. I'm confident about that. But but I'm more interested right now not in the what, the what being that there is rampant fraud going on, but the how and the why, and with particular emphasis on the why. Okay, so let's talk about the how, first of all. How is it possible that this amount of fraud can go on? Because it's super duper clear. Okay, the how is the Dominion software precluding people from uh, observing the polling, um, you know the faking dead people voting and uh, stuffing the ballots and not care, not uh, not counting uh, pro-Trump uh, ballots, for example. That that's all the how? Yeah, okay?
1: massive uh, vote harvesting dumps at the end of the, at the middle of the night. Yeah, without estate trucks, you know, with fake ballots essentially, hundreds of thousands of consecutive ballots all mm. running through the tabulation systems, in which two things: all of them are stamped only Biden, no down-ticket raises are chosen, and it's like 120,000 votes for Biden, all in a row, with no votes for Trump interrupting
0: even here or there. Right, so that, that's, you know, that's, again, possible. I, I don't want to get into the what. Like I said, we know that there is this massive fraud going on. Yeah. I think it's well-established. We don't need to give the details of the fraud, because I think we've done that last week, first of all. I think the news is overwhelming, and the evidence is overwhelming that there has been fraud. Okay. These truths are self-evident. <laughs> but what, I'm want, what I want to talk about is the issue of the how and the why. So here is the most interesting part of it. I want to Let's go back in the way back machine, as Ari likes to describe it, to January or so of 2020. We're living in a time, January 2020, seems like so long ago, so quaint a time. The economy is just roaring. It's an unbelievable clip. Uh, there's so much consumer confidence, not just uh, in the sense of un- unemployment being so low and the stock market rising so beautifully, uh, but also just the spending that people are, have the, this incredible confidence in the economy. It's, it's really, yeah, really wonderful. The are so good that Trump is in the middle of being impeached. <laughs> exactly. You know <laughs> you're doing well when your president is being impeached. Anyway. so. We, we have that. Everything is going great. And then this COVID thing hits. The Democrats don't see the time to rally together and work together with their president to fight off COVID and to deal with it. They see opportunity, right? In crisis, there is opportunity. So, so goes the Chinese proverb, right? So they seize upon this crisis as an opportunity, and then they they politicize it. okay, and, and that's not a surprise. This is what the Democrats will do. And we know that. We know that they have then then they then try to blame Trump for not responding quickly enough to the crisis. never never the mind that he has and all that we're not going to get into all the specifics about that. but we know that he he did everything that a good president should do in dealing with The COVID crisis, and of course, it is our reaction to it in terms of how the states handle it is a state-by-state issue. South Dakota does its thing; California does its thing. That's the way it works. But somehow, Trump is to blame. Well, that's not good enough, as it turns out, because he's still wildly popular. Popular, right? Then there's the riots because George Floyd, uh, you know, triggers things, this thing. And the, the, the situation is so precarious that even the slightest, you know, mean look by a white cop to a black uh, criminal, well, that, 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 would, that would be enough. For example, I mean, like Rodney King. He didn't die, Rodney King, right? But that set off riots because he was beaten. But never mind what happened before and after. So they just decided this will be the triggering event. So we had wild riots. I, I don't need to belabor that point, but you, you know what happened. Right, it was, but, but historical riots in which the first time in
1: American history, authorities encouraged their length and sustainability rather than putting an end to them, no matter what city they were right.
0: in. Right. So, so now we're talking about the how, right? And this is what I like that we're talking about that. So they decided to go about doing this, encouraging the riots, just like you said, especially in, in Portland, Seattle. Uh, and to a lesser extent in Chicago and Los Angeles, kneeling with the rioters. Right, all, all the kneeling, all the crap, all the fear. It, it was crazy time. It was a a, a a time where we just gave in and sucked it up to fear. And now, of course, people are not we're kind of back to a more normal state, even before the election. But nevertheless, that's that's what happened. Okay, that was still not good enough. Trump was still popular. Okay, So what did they do at this point? They, then they started encouraging, because of the COVID situation, we have to have mail-in balloting, right? This was their latest of their Hail Marys because they, they had to do something. They knew they were going to lose. So mail-in ballot balloting, where the state just dumps all these mail-in ballots to everyone, whether you ask for it or not, uh, never mind that you, you, you had that right as, an, as a citizen in almost every state. To ask for an absentee ballot. No, no, no. The, the state is going to do this for you. You are going to do what we tell you to do. We're going to dump this on you, and therefore you don't have to take that extra step to request a ballot. And prove who you are in order to get the ballot. Exactly.
1: Because absentee
0: ballots had a
1: safeguard in them, of all things. Voter ID. Right. <laughs> it was uh, built into absentee ballots.
0: Everything was built in. But no, no, no. we gotta, We got to dump this. So we knew the game was, was afoot. Now, that was the third thing. But the, the polls, internal polling there, showed that Trump was still winning.
1: Yeah, I was about to mention the, uh, the polling is the other...
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm getting yeah. there. I'm getting there. So, they weaponized COVID, and the response to COVID in particular. They weaponized the, the riots and how to respond to the violence, and defunding the police, and all that stuff. They weaponized the mail-in balloting, which is the voting process itself. Then they weaponized, even before, the polling, right? Why, why, why did they do this? We knew that, that the polling, it just seemed so off, right? You had Biden ahead of Trump in the national polling, and that, there's something to that, right? Uh, 16 points at one point. I remember that. It wasn't, they never, didn't get to 20 points, because, I don't know, that, that, I guess that, to, to even the liberal media, it seemed ridiculous.
1: Yeah, but if you poll Brentwood, the Upper West Side, the Gold Coast of Chicago... Uh, South Beach in Miami, and uh, San Francisco's, um, what do they call
0: that, the, uh, the neighborhood right over the Golden Gate Bridge?
1: Yeah, Biden's yeah. going to be up a little.
0: Marin <laughs> County, yeah. You know? Yeah, that is exactly right. So, <laughs> so they, they polled whatever it was, and it was ridiculous. But the national polling, according to them, was that Biden was up 16 points uh, on the very high end, and toward the end, just before the election, 8%. Okay, yeah. he was he was ahead of Trump by eight percent. Yeah, okay? which th- may, which would translate to something on the order of uh, let's hold on. I, I had this the math in my head right now. It's about uh, what is it? About, that would be about uh, twenty million. Okay, more uh, American votes for nationwide for Biden than Trump. Twenty million. Okay, in fact. In fact, the national polling, even with all the fraud and everything else, the numbers as they sit today is uh, 74 million versus 71 million. Okay? That is less than 1% difference.
1: Yeah, I did the the calculation right. And with a new article that just broke a few minutes ago, uh, it looks like Trump actually got 73 million. Now, we don't know if those should come out of Biden's total because of things we're going to discuss later in this podcast. But the, po- the the interesting point you're making here is normally the Democrat wins the popular vote entirely because of the California vote differential. Because California's population is so much higher than any other population. Normally, the, the Democrat beats the Republican presidential candidate by about 2 million votes. So that's you. that was... Hillary 66 to Trump 64 million four years ago. Meaning, normally in the popular vote, if you take the California differential out of it, the Republican is actually ahead yeah, of
0: Yes, uh, so I, I know. It. I know that the point is that what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, and, and I said this before in our podcast, way before the election, I said whatever they claim the average polling, the real clear politics polling is, uh, whatever that number is, add seven points to in favor of Trump. Okay, so if they say... The Biden is head by two, states, uh, two points in one given state, let's say. Yeah. That means that Trump will win that state by five points. Okay? Yeah. That's, it, that's what it means. And sure enough, that's the way it played out. And by the way, I was, I was guessing. Of course, I'm not a, an oracle of some kind. I just you know, I, I, I knew that it was going to be more than the 5% that I had told everyone to add <clears throat> in 2016 because I knew that Trump had done so well. Among the electorate and people like yourself and so many others and other friends, and even even my own passion, even though I voted for Trump in 2016, my passion for him is beyond at this point. Yeah,
1: so it's therefore not that you're, a, you're a supporter, you are a, what I call a definite show-up supporter. You're right. not a supporter who won't vote. You're a supporter
0: and voter. Right, and I'm a fighter. So so I, I took it, I said I said five percent now, make it seven <clears> percent. <throat> that was my new placeholder. And sure enough, eight percent national polling versus the 1% actual results, you do the math, okay? 7% right there. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not to pat myself on the back. I think it was kind of obvious. The point is that they weaponized the polling, right? That, that they had to do because they, if had they actually shown the actual uh, figures, the actual polling accurately, like, like Trafalgar did, because they got it right. Trafalgar definitely got it right. Almost to a T. It's it's uncanny. Um, then I think that would have demoralized the left so much, and it would have uh, you know made them not show up perhaps at the polling. But, but hold on, it's yeah. it's. But but let's not. I don't want to drill down too much on that. I'm simply saying that the polling was weaponized, because and as we said before, they weaponized COVID, they weaponized the riots, they weaponized the mail-in and balloting, they weaponized the impeachment. Of course, they weaponized the judiciary, they weaponized the education media. Um, even sports, and then you think they're not going to weaponize the polling. Yeah, you're, 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 weaponize- you're quite, you're, you're quite Pollyannish if you don't understand that. Yeah,
1: they weaponize so much stuff. They even weaponize Fox News. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's the level of depth of weaponization. The one point mm-hmm. I want to make about polling and the numbers, and I know we're going to drill on this later, is that uh, the the Trafalgar number is actually only right about Trump, not right about Biden. The Biden numbers or the Democrat numbers are whatever they needed to fill in the gaps once they add a number. Yes,
0: oh, I see what you're saying. You understand? Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, so we're talking about the how right now, and the how is this process of weaponizing, right? Um, And then, finally, they're going to weaponize the actual election on November 3rd, election night, they're going to weaponize it. Remember, the the, the fix was in already on the mail-in ballots. Okay, I just want you to know that. Remember that. That was was part and parcel of it. But they still wanted to wait and see on the night of November 3rd. And if, God forbid, Trump was somehow leading, then they had a plan. Their Order 66, as it were. For those of you who don't know, that's a reference to Star Wars Episode 3. Where the evil emperor, Palpatine, executes something called Order 66, in which once he initiates it, then it it tells all his uh, stormtroopers to turn against the Jedi, who are supposedly helpers of the uh, Republic, and treat them as traitors, and then kill them all. And that allows Palpatine to take over and become emperor in a thinly veiled uh, reference to Hitler. Okay. But anyway, it's Order 66. And it's a very cool scene in episode three, and I always I like that particular scene. However, uh, what was the Order 66, so to speak? They had this planned out, and we, we know it, because the momentum was so strong on November 3rd until about 9 p.m., our time, California, 12 p.m., East Coast. What happened? There was a pike, pipe burst in Georgia. Do you remember that? And they suddenly announced... Uh, you know, we have to slow down the counting for a second. Uh, there's been a pipe burst. We just got this in from Georgia.
1: Don't worry, we'll get back to counting. Don't go away. We'll be right back. That's right. It's like Johnny Carson hitting
0: a commercial break late in the show. Right. So somehow, right after that, not only did Georgia stop its counting. Yeah, but that pipe burst caused
1: counting in Pennsylvania, yeah, Wisconsin, go. Michigan, uh, North Carolina, and I think Arizona. All the just Stop counting. Right. Because, you know, a leaky pipe of some silage-filled water
0: in Atlanta was affecting counting, (laughs) you know, thousands of (laughs) miles away. Anyway, that was the point. That was the last weaponizing. Yeah. But because they wanted to make sure, look, hopefully we uh, on the Biden team, because we can't even believe our own polls, maybe we will somehow pull it out and we only need to cheat in one state. Okay. Uh, so let's see what happens. But they had this plan and everything stopped at the same time. Now you might say, wait a minute, Barack, you're, you're talking conspiracy talk here. This is crazy. And I said, no, 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 no. The fact it's not that I don't believe in conspiracies. There, There are such things as conspiracies. What I don't believe in are conspiracies that last years and years and decades without being caught. Without being noticed, it is simply impossible.
1: Yeah, but there are some things that are true conspiracies. For instance, Hillary Clinton still doubting and challenging the results of the 2016 election with a bunch of media henchmen is a bunch of people conspiring
0: to do something. I I understand, but they never got to do anything. The point is, I'm talking about things like the, the allegedly faked lunar. Landing. Right. We're, right. We're where, not, where, where you would have to have thousands of people in on the game. Right, right. We are not talking about fake conspiracy theories. You're talking about in this case, some people
1: conspiring to cheat together. Yeah. Right, and, and not being caught. That's yeah. the point. And conspiring means to work together. Technically, it actually means to breathe together. It's based on the word uh, inspiration as part of conspiracy. Yes. But, and respiration, that word is in there. Conspire. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Okay. So, so that's where the word comes from. But when people conspire together, like Barack and I right now are conspiring to record a podcast. There you go. Right? They conspired after seeing the deltas of the votes they needed to get a bunch of union people in a bunch of
0: boil rooms and very hastily fill out ballots marked with only one selection. Well, that's the issue. You know, that they, they, there was a conspiracy. I mean, people people do it all the time, right? I mean, I can tell you, I'm a lawyer, and I know that people work together to defraud my client sometimes, um, or sometimes my client is accused of being part of a conspiracy. So, it, I mean, working together is not in and of itself something that is such a fabrication. People work together in teams all the time, not necessarily for criminal reasons. Um, and that's, that's a very important distinction. You have to understand that people do commit crimes, right? So Watergate, for example, that was, you know, people conspired to record the, uh, you know, to, to bug the Democrat national headquarters in uh, 1972. That was a conspiracy, but it was uncovered. And the reason why it gets uncovered... See, don't say, n- never say that you don't believe in conspiracies. Say that conspiracies don't work. That is true. And, and the more people involved in the conspiracy, the more likely that it will be unraveled. And or the discovered. quicker it will be, or discovered, right? Yeah. So, now, you might say to yourself... Well, if that's the case, Mr. Lurie, how is it that you can believe that all these people would get together to work together to uh, cheat a system when they know, if your theory holds water, that it's all going to be discovered and unraveled? Why would they do such a thing? And I'll tell you why. Now we're getting into the why area. The reason why they would do it is why not? Right. What they, do they have to lose? Yeah. They, all they have to think about is, I'm going to put this in, and we're going to declare victory, and we'll try to make a fact on the ground, and let's see Trump scramble and work really hard about this, and we're not going to get caught. We're just little peons in this thing, and we're just little cheaters in this process, and no one's going to arrest us.
1: And also, the media is on their side. The media will make Trump look like he's stealing the election. That's exactly right. Okay, the media asked him all these questions before the election. You you alluded to the the Biden question that Chrissy Wallace asked Biden. We well, promise not to take office until certified. Yes, I do. You know <laughs> right. where's the oatmeal? Um, but he. That didn't hold water, right? And the media isn't holding to account on that. Meanwhile, the media is holding Trump to account
0: on that. That's Do you exactly. promise to accept the results? Uh, you know, you or, or, know? That, or that uh, Hillary Clinton told Biden never to accept the results under any uh, circumstances. Yeah, don't
1: okay. concede under any circumstances. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: okay. So, so now the, the question is, you know, so this is the reason why. Why not? From there, I mean, I want you to think of a standpoint of somebody who is so such a, a true believer for not only Biden, but from the Democrat uh, Party cause, <clears throat> that they must get their man in, and they hate Trump so much, and that they are saving the country somehow, whatever that means. So I want you to think in, that, in those terms. Somebody doing that, they know that what they're doing is wrong, but they're doing it for the sake of saving the country, you see. So they are true believers. So they'll do it. Even though they know that there is a a decent likelihood and maybe even a high likelihood that questions will be asked, well, by golly, at least they've got a chance of winning the presidency. But if they don't do it, well, then there's no way they're going to win the presidency. So why not take the gamble? And the worst comes to worst. Well, Trump will still be elected president, but after a good, hard fight. That's their thinking, you see. That's exactly what happened. And And I know it. Uh, in, down to my core, because this is the way so many of our Democrat friends believe. Oh, wait a minute, uh, you say. You know, that's just a gut feeling, Mr. Lurie. That, that, that's nonsense. You know, that, that seems like it's not very backed up. Okay, not good enough for you? I'll give you more information that will make it good enough for you. Look at every single Will Witt video or Ami Horowitz video or a James O'Keefe video talking to staunch Democrats. Uh, we're a on, man on the street, okay, <clears throat> and couples, and these people look like sensible people, and really, they don't look like crazies. They, but they do look like they're college-educated. Edu- they're wearing the John Lennon glasses, right, and the, the girl's wearing uh, purple hair. But nonetheless, they ask him, do you believe that uh, fair and accurate uh, counting of votes is essential and that you, you demand that Trump uh, make sure that every vote, very valid vote, is, is counted? Is that fair to say? And they all say, yes, absolutely. And then he just turns the question. He says, now, if you were to find out that uh, Trump would otherwise win, but you, you, know, you could cheat and you found out that your man uh, has won because of cheating, would you be okay with that? And they all said, every single one. Yes, I would be okay with that. That's how important I consider this, that, that Trump be ousted out of the office. In other words, they're willing to sacrifice honest integrity in the demo- democratic process so that they can have their man installed in the White House. I mean, it's, it's, it's breathtaking. I, I
1: would go one step further. They're willing to sacrifice freedom, their own liberty, yeah. as long as they believe the tyrant elected is their tyrant.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, it, it is a, a terrifying thing to see. Uh, that somebody could actually believe this nonsense, okay? But they do; they really do. So now we know that that they have they have an issue of, uh, of people who certainly don't want to be involved. They don't want to be involved in the democratic process. They they will be happy to fight the democratic process. Now, uh, now the big big question: the why. Because it's fair to say that throughout the, our, our great republic, all of the history of our great republic, there have been people on both sides of the equation who have been very passionate about their man winning, okay? It's, it's always been uh, their man, right? except for the Hillary Clinton uh, candidacy in 2016. So in all of our history, it has always been that people have been very passionate. Even, even with a seemingly tepid elections like the Clinton-Dole um, Dole election in 1996. not
1: know, it was Dole.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, the fact is that Dole knew he was going to lose, so it seemed fairly tepid. But, but everyone wanted Clinton to win on, on the Democrat side, and everyone on the Republican side wanted Gort, uh, a Dole to win. That's the way it is. It, it, it has always been this way. So if that's the case, you may ask yourself, why haven't they always been... Cheating like this. Why hasn't it been as passionate and as, um, what, what, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Dirty and rough. Dirty yeah. and rough and willing to cheat for, this ma- for that matter. And all these computer software glitches and everything else. Why, why haven't we seen this before? I'll tell you why. It's very simple. This is no longer a debate or a conflict between conservative values and liberal values. It's not even a debate between American values and socialist values, or capitalism and socialism, if you want. It's not even that. It's a debate between God and not God. That's how far I go. And I'm going to tell you also that it's ultimately, what is... is, Having God in your life do for you, right? I mean, it's not—it's not enough to believe. Why
1: don't you just say it's the battle between good and evil? Is that's what
0: <laughs> it is? I—I I agree. I'm getting there. Don't worry. I am to- truly getting there. It's why do we even have God? It the—the the notion of God is about accountability. At the end of the day, we feel that not just ourselves should be accountable, but we expect everyone else to be accountable. And that was the the mantra, the belief the, that was in the mother's milk of all Americans up through, you know, the, the, the first decade of the 21st century. I, I believe, you know, you could say it's up till the year 2000, I don't care. But around the first decade of the 21st century, there was still this notion that you were accountable for your actions. In, the, in this decade, from 2010 to 2020, things changed. There was a tipping point. We now have more people not believing in God than any other religion believes in its religion. In other words, it's a plurality. The nuns, N-O-N-E-S. People who are totally unaffiliated, totally unaffiliated with any church or synagogue. They are the largest religious group in America. It's even bigger in Europe. But in America... It's it's huge, okay. What does that mean? It means you have people who view the world, their world, view, you know, the Weltanschaft, is is the is the way of non-accountability. There's no evolution. Uh, there's sorry. There's no. Um, there's no issue that they will do nothing. There will be no accounting for anything that it's okay to lie, cheat, and steal because there is no such thing as lying, cheating, or stealing. Nothing. And if that's the case, then it's okay to lie, cheat, and steal. Those are, those are God-laden terms. Lying, truth, uh, honesty, cheating, integrity. All those things, even, even the word accountability. So when you have people that don't have the notion of God in their system, they will lie, cheat, and steal. They won't have any morals. Do you, are you with me on this? Do you understand what I'm talking about, my friends? That is the why of what is happening here. Why so many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people are, yes, conspiring in their own way to sabotage ballots, proudly so, because it is so important to fight to get their man in the White House, despite the actual wishes of the American people. Because this democracy thing, they don't like it. They well, think, they, they love it until it, it's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's always great when, when their man gets in the office. Yeah, yeah. Then, it's, then it's democracy. When their man loses, then the, the democracy has failed, right? Okay, yeah. so... That, that's the way it always is with the Democrats. But you know, it's, it's a nice mantra where they believe it. But it's, it's, it's an absurdity. That's just like uh, you know, the, the, the Saddam Hussein mentality toward democracy. There's a vote for him, too. He wins 97% of the vote. Um, so he loves democracy, you know, quote, unquote. But they don't like democracy because democracy always gets in the way of socialism. Socialism requires major infrastructural changes. Um, and, and, and democracy is a threat. Because yeah, it so could be undermined the next day
1: Right, and it requires uh, an overwhelming consensus And buy-in day in, day out And it doesn't brook dissent
0: Right, there you go So there you have it there, there's, there's also the notion, as Ari just alluded to Ultimately, it's a battle between good and evil It really is Evil um, encourages you to not be accountable At the end of the day, you don't need to be accountable that's, that's all it is. It's so tempting, isn't it? You can sleep with whoever you want. You can take as many drugs as you want. You don't have to pay your bills. Um, you don't have to be honest with anybody. Uh, you don't have to be a responsible parent.
1: You don't have to pay for this TV that you stole from the exactly. you know, Best Buy you just looted. You know, the, right. What you're seeing on the streets when you watch a riot and looting, that's what we're talking about. Right. It's exactly that's the, right. That's yeah. the lawlessness and chaos of evil.
0: That is the, ultimately, that's what evil wants you to think, that you are not accountable for your actions. You know, the ultimate thing in a bar mitzvah for a, uh, in, in Jewish tradition for a Jewish, Jewish boy is the reason why you go through this process is not because it's cool to have a party or cool to uh, read a part of uh, the Torah uh, to a congregation, which is it's cool. It's about responsibility and being, you know, taking a step and, and studying. It's not really about that. At the end of the day, what is a bar mitzvah? A bar mitzvah is the, the time, the threshold that you pass into accountability. It says you are responsible for your actions. That is the number one thing in a bar mitzvah. And so Democrats don't like that. They don't want to be responsible for it. And, and watch all the, the slow chippings away in our society of how we are no longer responsible for so many things. Right? So if you're black, for example, you're no longer responsible to get good grades or uh, to, to uh, have be merit, on be on time, or to, to have merit enough to get that job or right. to a promotion.
1: Things, all those things are now deemed racist. Being on time, being accountable, working hard, reading and writing, right. knowledge.
0: That was the Black Lives Matter actual uh, posting on their website, which they eventually took down because it looks so ridiculous. But, uh, but the same thing with socialism, right? The notion, notion of socialism basically says nobody's accountable for anything. Everyone gets equal, equal treatment for everything regardless of their input or their merit.
1: Right. Can right? I uh, read something really fast that, I fe- that came out this morning? There's a guy named Ibram X. Kendi, and uh, he's a critical race theorist, and he- He says the term legal vote is functionally racist. And in this article on Breitbart that came out today, um, which is November 12th, he gives a list of other things that are racist. And uh, it's quite hysterical. Let me read some of the things that are also uh, considered racist. Um, I'll have it for you in a second. Uh, And it's just too good. Okay, here's the list. Deadbeat dad. these are terms, according to one eager follower, other racist expressions would include deadbeat dads, death taxes, big government, socialism, radical left, gay agenda, ivory tower, elites, looting, broken windows, (laughs) I'm not done yet, pro-abortion, I I know it's long, anti-religion, I'm almost done, there's a couple more left, anti-religion, Unwashed Poor, Anti-American, Open Borders, Anti-Police, and Anchor Baby. Okay. And so and so, in other words, common
0: terms of parlance in our political discussion du jour are now Yeah, remote. okay. All right, so that, that, that is a, uh, not a sidetrack, but it is a subset of what we've been talking about, about no accountability. And obviously, in that situation, some crazy guy says that, you, that he wants to trip you up in such a way that you never would be able to... Um, uh, to to reason with anybody, you, you I mean all those words. Uh, yeah, what do it somehow? Accountability. Well, they all account for, for accountability. There's, they're reference points for crying out loud. What? So I mean, how, how do you dance around these words uh, to to get to your point? Anyway, it's Favorite all about life taxes. <laughs> it's all about accountability, and they they just don't want that. So you have the affirmative action, which in many ways is about not being accountable. You don't have to work as hard. That's it, right? And then all of the other things that Ari said. Uh, and then, uh, of course, not just affirmative action, but the notion of capitalism, because capitalism requires accountability at the end of the day. If you don't work hard, you don't, you don't make money, right? So, but, but they don't want that. Everyone you know gets a, a participation trophy, right, so to speak. That's what socialism is. And then you also have uh, you know, this new law in California, and, and for that matter, it's playing out in Texas, uh, and many other states, that if you loot uh, or you shoplift, you're, you're shoplift yeah. for anything less than $950, uh, then it's, it, it's still a misdemeanor, but it's gone from a felony to a misdemeanor, first of all. And the penalty is what? $50, $100. So yeah, by all means, go ahead and steal. And if you're caught, well, then you, you know, if you, if you steal $950 worth of merchandise, but don't steal more than nine hundred and fifty. Nine hundred fifty-one becomes a felony. Yeah, I took it as nine forty-nine, ninety-nine. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Well, plus before tax or after? That's well, the big question. Right. Anyway, uh, so you steal less than nine hundred fifty dollars worth of merchandise, uh, you have to pay fifty dollars. Okay, you're nine hundred dollars ahead. Thank you. Have a nice day. And Come again. Of, and a
1: lot of DAs, despite even that stringent penalty on the behavior, have said we're not going to bother even prosecuting this. Of course so not. How is someone going to stay in business?
0: You know, when, are, aren't you saying that, guys, you are no longer accountable? Because we feel, and we agree with you, that stealing is good. Yeah. It's it's an, They're normalizing stealing, they're mainstreaming stealing, and saying we don't value uh, the, the merchandise of the people that you're stealing from.
1: Right, but in practice I do know one little caveat, not to get off on a different track, but I, I think this is going to be obvious. You take a white heterosexual man, and you take a a protected class person, being a person of color or gay, whatever, and they both commit the same crime, I'm sure the DA will enforce the law against the white heterosexual and not on the... Of course, of, of course, yeah. And, and,
0: and, so you get into a whole unequal protection under the law set of issues. Of course, no, it's awful. It's a selective enforcement of the law and everything else. It's, it's terrible. And then you have, uh, you know, people refusing, and this is where I'm, where I'm wrapping it up, but uh, refuse, they're refusing to uh, enforce a law against all these rioters and looters, uh, actually encouraging them. And uh, Ted Wheeler from Portland, I believe, the mayor, saying that he's with them, he understands them, and he's encouraging them to peacefully protest, which means, of course, to smash windows and steal things. That's, that, that is encouraging non-accountability, and that is the ultimate fight. So, where do we have accountability? At, you know, where does it all end at the end of the day with the votes? Our democratic system holds politicians and our elected officials, generally speaking, to account. Paul, there's Did there's that you, word again. Yeah, there's Who that was... word. You, you have to perform. And if you don't perform, if you lie in your process, if you don't deliver on all the promises that you made, we will hold you to account and we will vote you out of office.
1: Yeah, let's put it even simpler. If you suck at your job, you're supposed to be voted out of office. That's
0: right, yes. You, you, we've caught you Nancy cheating. Nancy
1: Pelosi, Gavin Newsom. We've caught Completely
0: you cheating, lasting. and you are out. So yeah. these are all the things, and it's all about the accounting. It's all about accountability at the end. And they finally went to the last area because this country has moved to an era of non-accountability because they have rejected God. That is why. That is the ultimate why of why you are seeing what has happened in the election of 2020 and why it didn't happen before. We have now mainstreamed evil. Thank you. I'm Brock Lurie. We'll talk with you next week.